Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos, Rust, Cosmwasm, and of course, a bunch of jokes. Hosted by Hero NFT. Let's take a listen. Oh, snap, bro. I gotta tell you, man. <clears throat> when, is, when is the... What are the dates again, bro? For, I really go, bro. Oh, for Cosmoverse? Yeah. Are you doing this for Cosmoverse? No, or no, no, no. I'm doing this for a uh, Latin American, mm. Latin American like crypto virtual conference, and one of the one of the guys from our Espanol team is going to do it because uh, he he speaks Spanish like super super good and shit. And um, so I'm writing this up for him to give people like you know an overview of how did Cosmos Spaces start, what do we do, and yeah. I, it's not for Cosmoverse, but Cosmoverse is on the twenty twenty sixth through the twenty eighth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, I, I went to your Twitter and I'm like, yeah. Um, what makes you say like, you know what? Cosmos is, is my environment. Cosmos is my space. This is where like I fit in. Um, I mean, you, of course you want to do, we are, you're already doing so much, but like you, you want to build some sort of like future here. Um, and hmm. I think that's how everyone kind of feels sometimes. Uh, you know, everyone that's that's still here, right? Like, what what do you what do you think about that? How do you feel? What what made you like say that? Uh, you know, just back back up, uh, back Cosmos up, and like pretty much wear the shirt. Yeah. And be proud of it. Um, for one, I I love like for one, right? The just the the name Cosmos. It uh, resonates with me pretty strongly yeah. because I've always loved like stars and galaxy and everything nice. like that. Right? That's that's the, that's one thing. That's just one little thing about it. But uh, anyway, d- 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 did that bring the attention? Kind of just before you kind of knew about it. Kind of, but not not a not not a no, not entirely. Right. Because in the beginning, it w- I was in like a little tiny circle of like uh, DJs. Right back in two thousand eighteen. Um, and then one of them was like, Hey, we got to look into this coin. It's called, you know, Cosmos. Um, and I'm like, okay, I'll take a look at it. And kind of didn't really like, didn't really like, it wasn't like, wow, okay, this is the token that I'm going to buy for the rest of my life. It was just like, okay, I'll buy it. You know? So, yeah. you know, later, later on, I bought it in like 2019 when it launched on Binance and then I held on to it. But you where I'm at today is I see the vision and it's super clear what Cosmos is aiming to do. You know, they're trying to build this ecosystem of different networks that all communicate with each other, right? So it's kind of really like the cosmos, the like the cosmos, right? It's it's just like planets out there and 
and there's different ways to communicate between the planets. So to me, it was like super, super cool, you know, but besides that, bro, like for real, for real, like 99% of all of this that I mentioned the most is a fucking community and Cosmos is so fucking cool. Like the community, the friends that I met in the Cosmos ecosystem are so cool. I've, I've never met that, that kind of like person outside of Cosmos that I can really just, you know, freaking chill with and talk to and just have so much fun. So this is, this is a home for me, bro. And I, I, I see the vision, the long-term vision, a lot of these developers and they're super passionate. Like when you talk to Jake from Dow Dow, bro, dude, that dude, it just, the dude's energy just freaking just flows so well. And, and you know, you know, he's I, I, was, I was just, I was just looking at the Dow Dow. Uh, I've seen it, you know, just like, there's so many times where you see accounts that are pretty dope, but there's like so much time that you that you got in your hands and so you don't look into everything but after you see him for a for a few you know a few more times you're like oh shit like what what is this you know you stop by and you read a little bit or you just grab like little tweets here and there uh i saw so you guys been chilling your you know your project so i was in it playing dice i, I don't think it went really well but um it didn't <laughs> go bad either <laughs> uh, and i saw how dao dao it has like tools for you know for a DAO out here for Hero in our community. We have kind of like a DAO group. Um, I just pretty much made like a, a call to the community once, and I'm like, hey, who wants to you know be part of the DAO? Um, these are like the you know different areas and subjects of focus, and uh, sent out an application. A few people applied, and uh, you know it's like it's like it's kind of like uh i don't know it's within the discord right and and within uh just community members that really really um you know love hero and want to see it grow but uh, but then dao dao takes it you know obviously to the next level so um i thought that was super cool and yeah it, it's not just this right is 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 many 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 things right so it starts from the name it starts from the like you know the the the, the what they're trying to do um becoming leaders what type of leader would you say it's in its sense it's the multi um interchain you know like the interoperability chain itself because that because ethereum is not known for that solana is not known for that i mean the only people you know that i know it's it would be uh um right that 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 they're trying to well not mm -hmm. not trying to achieve not the ones that are trying to achieve the same mission but the ones that are trying to uh you know compete or i guess would would they also be the next competition to cosmos yeah it's it's hard to even say that there's a competition for cosmos because it's it's really different um that's what what that's one other thing that really attracted me was that uh, it's becoming a very, very cool, like interoperable, like e ecosystem, right? That if you're a maxi bro in Cosmos, you can't stay in Cosmos because if you're just going to be a, a Evmos max here, a Juno max, it, it's not going to happen, bro, because Juno is, is, is networking with other protocols, right? You got to be open. You got to be, you, you got to just be very fluid in, in, in the community because eventually Juno is going to work really closely with other protocols. Um, and you just cannot be a maxi. You you can be a multi-chain maxi, of course, right? But you cannot just be a freaking full-blown, like, one-token maxi in Cosmos. And that's what I like about it. I like that a lot of people that I talk to all the time, they love all these different tokens and, and the Cosmos ecosystem that are doing a whole bunch of cool shit. 
Yeah, um, I, and just to reiterate uh, and, and just add to what you were saying, so when you see, or when I see Cosmos, I don't see one token. I see, like, yeah, of course, you see um, Adam, but it's 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 the chain itself like i'm talking more of like more of like the the plant um the the seed itself right of what they're of what they're trying to do in 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 blockchain right on uh go going deeper going deeper into this 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 analysis and this view and saying they are taking satoshi nakamoto's vision and really uh abstracting as much value and giving value at the same time um i'm trying to i'm trying to think uh, what's his name um i just retweeted some oh right here bro dieborg do you know that that cat dieborg <laughs> yeah i've chatted with dieborg a few times and uh had a call with him because he he wanted to if you haven't noticed by now, Dyborg makes some incredible threads on, on Twitter, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, incredible yeah. Incredible I'm about to send one over here to the channel. I was like looking it up, but go ahead, bro. Yeah, the, the dude makes incredible threads. And um, he was um, he was taking like an initiative on like spreading more awareness on the validators that are in the Cosmos ecosystem. So he reached out to me. I got on a call with him and um, he just asked me a whole bunch of questions of like, what are we doing? What's your roadmap? And the dude was super, super friendly, bro. I was like, Oh my god! Okay. I, I don't. I would never expect this kind of thing happening in like finance marketing with someone as as smart as Dyborg just hits you up because he wants to know more about you and like interview you and and do it on his time. Like I'm telling you, bro, our community is super cool, bro. Yeah, you just cannot find that outside this ecosystem, bro. But what did what did you put up here? So so he's talking about interchain security. Um, he's saying. It essentially he said uh he said security is essentially bringing uh plug and play chain to cosmos uh these consumer chains use um the security of the hub which is itself secured by the market cap of um atom now i think this is so this i think this is uh goes with prop what prop was that prop um 70 was it 73 um so so pretty much like if you look at the latest props on um autumn they i think they allocated like 150,000 tokens to interchain security of which one of them is odin I think did they wait is it is it odin no it's not odin i if i remember correctly it might have been prop 72 but I, i'm really horrible at remembering shit um i think it was 72 Oh, then you're then you're probably right. Um, and and uh, and it was Neutron. It was Neutron who, who got you know some sort of uh, part of that allocation as well. I'm on their website right now. Have you heard of Neutron? I have heard of Neutron, but I did not dive really deep into it. Um, I would have to do a lot more research in order to like, you know, yeah. elaborate on it. No, you're good. But, um, but interchain yeah, security you're right is Prop seventy two, by the way. <laughs> inter interchain security is going to change the game for Cosmos and the way we we currently view Cosmos. Because if you're a project that wants to develop and you don't have the if you don't have the structure or the capacity to launch an entire validator set, you can rent Cosmos security 
of the validators that they have, but you also have to pay rent in a way, right? And that means that people that are staking the Cosmos token will earn a percentage of those fees that are being paid as like so-called rent. So imagine if there's like a chain called, um, well, actually Quicksilver is going to do this. So if Quicksilver starts doing this while you're staking at them, you're going to earn a small percentage of Quicksilver token. If I'm not mistaken, that's how it's going to work. Um, well, okay. Tell, tell us a little bit more about Quicksilver. So what exactly? So yeah, tell me more. What exactly do they do? Well, Quicksilver, the way I understand it, is a liquid staking protocol. So, if you're holding, if you're, if you're, um, if you're staking your Atom token, um, you're gonna earn a secondary token on Quicksilver's chain that is fluid, and then you can move it around and do whatever you want with it. That's cool. Hey, man, how how you boys doing? Finn here. What's what's going on? What up, Finn? Finn, what's up, Ra- dude? Wrap it up for us. I saw that this was a maxi space and I wanted to come in maximum effort style. Sheesh. I don't know if we can max maximally top that, bro. That was like, <laughs> you know, what's super dope about Cosmos though. I mean, there's a lot of super dope shit about it, but the fact that you could be a chain maxi and you could spin up an IBC shadow of your chain, and then you could use it and take advantage of, whatever you needed to on that ecosystem. Yeah. So I, I have a question though. So I was reading a little bit yesterday, but you know, I always have questions, man. So you guys are the ones that helped me out. So um, with proof of stake and with, uh, um, there is an upgrade happening in Adam, right? Where, like you're saying, where you're able to any other app that is built on Cosmos um, will use the 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 you know the uh, security from Interchain. Everyone that's staking, they're pretty much going to use those stakers to secure their well, yeah, their their app. Uh, meaning that they won't have to find um, validators like you know like stargaze like osmosis or juno do is that sounds kind of like reminiscent of what stator was doing before the terror crash where they had like kind of different tiers of baskets that had uh like different validators in it so you had for example like your your community tier which was a bunch of like smaller cap community validators you had your airdrop tier which was a hand-picked set of validators that all offered you know dope airdrops and shit uh i, I know i'm forgetting a couple there's like a dgen tier or something but it, that's kind of what that reminds me of just being able to say all right i want to delegate to these two spots and between those two spots the smart contract shit on the back end is gonna divvy up my bags across multiple validators um that's that's cool i i actually never looked into um into that protocol um i think i was still we were still kind of new we missed yeah that, and they're uh, like super protocol. multi-chain i just saw a space earlier of them with polygon like doing matic staking uh i've seen them on yeah several chains like they're they're blowing it up for sure near um yeah they're all over the place <laughs> 
That's cool. Um, but it, it's still it's still a little bit different though. Yeah, go ahead, uh Rarma. Rarma, Rarma, what there up, dog? I had a question for you too, man. I was trying to stake and, and provide liquidity for rack. Chill. And Chill, then I man. ended up rolling let him, dice. Let him answer my question first. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, so I guess uh, the, the the first one is uh the kind of interchain security stuff. Um it is cool. Uh, I have high hopes for it. I, I, I'm not going to repeat it here, but I think there's a few things that need to be addressed first uh, around validator sets and stuff that I know that's being worked on, which is good. Uh, my understanding is that that'll be like a whitelisted set of validators that will be selected to provide the security of the chains or the subchains. Um, exactly how that operates, I don't think has been discussed or disclosed just yet. Um, but I don't think it's like the entire Cosmos validator set is going to be securing all of the chains that end up renting security. I think it'll be like a subset or like you might be able to pick type of thing. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think that's how that will operate. I'm happy for people to DM me if that's completely wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it'll work. So like the chain can come in and be like, hey, we want to, you know, use the chain security and here is the list of validators that will secure the network, right? Uh, and whether that's the entire uh, Cosmos validator set or just a subset, yet to be determined but essentially you've got the model right like if uh, people want to come in they can spin up a chain um use the cosmos as security and then they basically pay rent to atom stakers um to an you know to an extent um i think the the key there will be around what those fee rates are to ensure that the uh the distribution to atom stakers uh excuse me the background noise and just with the family on holidays but i pop in <laughs> yeah um, no thank you bro uh, blessings is that your that. is that your cfo in the background there can we get a quote <laughs> uh, i'm cto mate the uh the cfo is uh i think he's he's preoccupied at the moment um yeah so i, I think it's a really cool model i think it'll be good uh it's going to be really nice for kind of chains and stuff coming in that you know aren't able to spin up entire validator sets and uh, as long as the, the the rent fee essentially is proportionate, that you know chains can sustain themselves and um, provide value back to the the token holders, that that's the main thing, right? Hey, Rarma, was this uh, like um, enveloped in like a proposal uh, or? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Gainsy was right. It was either seventy two or seventy three. Just let me have a quick look. I'll, I'll be able to find it here. Um, um, 72 is uh, bringing liquid staking to and DeFi to the Cosmos hub with interchain security. So, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, so that's Prop 72 is um, Neutron, the the new uh, Cosmosm enabled hub um, that essentially will be using, uh, my understanding is using interchain security. So um, it's basically the hub of, uh, sorry, I'll rephrase. I'm on holidays, so bear bear with me on the the slow brain today. I'm not in uh, I'm not in crypto mode. Um, it will be uh, a chain that stood up with Cosmosm enabled, um, like Juno, but using interchain security, uh, as well as a bunch of other stuff. Uh, that's really cool, uh, and that's Neutron. That's the the chain. So like, go check out their Twitter handle. I think it's at Neutron. I'm pretty sure. So I was chatting with them the other day, the admin on that is like really cool. Yeah, neutron, nice. neutron underscore org. 
Right, right. Am I the only one who thinks it's like super cool that Rarma probably has a Rolodex with all of the proposals organized by chain and he just like (laughs) shuffles through the Rolodex? (laughs) Yeah, dude. You could imagine him sitting in his little little lamp. I literally tab through (laughs) in, uh, like, I open up like Chrome and I just type in mint scan and whatever chain it is and then click proposals and generally find it when I'm on my phone anyway. Ah, that's a hack for y'all. Um, I have a question, bro. Like, there's, there's, I, I have a lot of questions. There's like, um, I'm like definitely scraping for kind of like a new level of understanding in the Cosmos ecosystem lately, and so there's like so much. Um, I even picked up coding. I'm like, you know what? If I'm gonna grow, if I'm gonna be here in the next five years, and like I see myself as a builder. I can't build if I don't like I I can build, but like I was gonna say I can't I can't build if I don't know the language. But the, that's not very true. That's kind of false. However, I can build better if I know the language. And so I'm like really inspired by everything going on and 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 I'm and I picked up, you know, I picked up um uh this uh CS uh fifty, it's a Harvard's free course that it's I don't know, it's like a staple uh if you wanna learn. Uh, and then, and then we got, so there's a a group of people that came from the Terra Alliance group who are teaching, uh, Rust and Cosmosm. Uh, but they're teaching, they're not just teaching like the whole, like 600 pages of the Rust book. They're teaching like the 50 that you need to learn Cosmosm and pretty much be able to build, um, on, on Cosmos. So yeah, I'm like, I'm like going towards that approach and and as as I like dive deeper into the the space and you know hearing you guys out too you know you guys always help me understand um everything <laughs> everything and so 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 okay so I got a question oh, my goodness gracious bro I'm I'm throwing all that just to ask this question the question is so so what exactly is IBC though you know like uh so it, it, it's a, it's a blockchain right it's a blockchain um no okay it's like a group of blockchains right and those blockchains are all interconnected right so okay so in internet terms think of ibc as a protocol similar to like tcp ip right so uh ibc what what is tcp ip for the ones that don't know what that is bro okay so uh now you take me back to my my old it days so uh, you got the network stack, right? And sometimes when your dial-up doesn't connect, you got to uninstall and reinstall the network stack. Now that includes your TCP IP, and that's your, your transfer protocols and, and whatnot. I mean, sure. I still don't know exactly what's the role. You right-click, you right-click on my computer, you hit Properties. You go into network neighborhood. No, I'm just fucking with you. That's Windows 98. <laughs> fucking fan. Um, I was actually so, on my Mac over here. Like, bro, I'm like, oh, I can't that's find the problem. problem. Yeah, you're on a Mac. That doesn't, they don't. Yeah, there's your issue. <laughs> nah, fuck. Nah, just kidding. Uh, I want to say a bad words <laughs> to you guys, but we'll, we'll keep them. We'll keep the space. Yeah, open. so essentially, uh, IBC is uh, the protocol in which the, the chains communicate to each other, right? So, um 
use the, the background noise. I try to mute. <laughs> it's expected. If it's too annoying, I can leave. Oh, no. Um, you're, no it, it's kids, not bad kids are all. acceptable. Okay, it's cool. Not, yeah, um, right. She's just like top of the voice yelling, having fun. I mean, um, I'll fix that in post anyway, so we're good. <laughs> you're legend all over it. Um, essentially, it's the way that the two chains communicate with each other. Uh, and what uh, technically what happens when you do an IBC transfer is essentially uh, the two chains uh, communicate and they say, I'm going to send X amount of this particular token. The receiving chain says, thank you. Uh, I agree and accept those, uh, those tokens, quote unquote. And they actually like mint a, a version of that token on their chain. Uh, so, and then they go into like an escrow. Right. Like, like Rar Masardo interrupts. It's never, it's never the, it, it's never the real token. It's always, a version of token. Yeah, it's a voucher. And I think that's one thing that many people don't technically understand. It's similar to like a wrapped token, but it's not wrapped, right? It's it's a it's a freshly minted token on that particular chain. It hasn't been transferred. It's been uh, accepted that there is a transfer of that token, and then the the, the token from the original chain. Um, it doesn't get like burned. I think it's my understanding. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't have this greater depth of understanding of this particular part of it, but it goes into like a holding wallet. And then uh, the the new version of, on the destination chain gets freshly minted uh, on that equivalent. But like the trust between the two chains is like extremely secure. And that's what makes IBC really, really nice compared to so like, like, you know, wrapped and unwrapped versions. Like at its core, like at the just most basic structure like is it just a smart contract or is it a it's a group of smart contracts right i don't even know if i'm asking the right question here but like at at its core like ibc can be considered just a, a group of smart contracts that all interact with each other is that is I that correct say it's smart contracts more so like a it's I'd be happy to take this one. How do I word it? Um, go, go for it, Corey. Uh, Rarma, if you want to let Corey take it. Hey, so yeah, he, I, he's just I, connecting I on my end, on but if guys. he can speak, I'll go for it. I was going to say, I, ha- I haven't joined in on your guys' uh, discussions previously, but I just, I'm up, I'm up late, and so I thought I'd join in and see what's up. But So thank you for having me, Hero. I appreciate it, Finn. I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm from Vadulum. Corey, I'm the primary uh, dev and founder of, of the Vadulum app, and I, I'm very familiar with the Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, but, IBC. R- run us, run us through that question, Corey, and then uh, later uh, we'll touch on uh, the Vadulum app as well, too. No, that's okay. I'm not. I'm not here to advertise. I, I'm here to answer questions. So, so Finn. Smart contracts is a whole nother uh, section of blockchain or of tech in, in general as a whole. So IBC is it really, in in my own words, the best description I've been able to come up with to my my users is it's an accessibility of connection between blockchains. So. Uh, w- I don't know about you guys or when anybody that's listening to this conversation came into cryptocurrency, but when I came in back in like 2016, 17, you know, I, I only thought that Bitcoin existed. It was just Bitcoin. But then I heard about something called Ethereum and I thought, 
oh, that's interesting. I didn't know there were other cryptocurrencies. And so obviously I was multiple years beyond uh, exposure to cryptocurrency and blockchains as a whole. But IBC is, is that's the next, in my opinion, the next level of interconnection between blockchains. So IBC from it, it strictly from Tendermint and and the Cosmos ecosystem as a whole, which has exploded in the last couple of years, um, especially recently, is it's a connection between blockchains. It's a, it's just the the other user. And I apologize. I don't know who said it. They they couldn't have worded it any better than I could have in short terms. That's it's like TCP, UDP. Between, yeah, Rama, I, I bet you were the one who said it. So, someone said it, but it was, it's the communication between blockchains, which is no different than the communication between networks, whether it's an intranet or a, an extranet or a, you know, a full on network. The IBC is strictly the protocol used to communicate between, let's say, the Vidulum blockchain, which we're only tied into the Osmosis chain currently. We're, we're a young project, but you've got Atom and you've got Osmo who are tied into 50 or 40 or 50 different blockchains through the IBC protocol. It's, like, it's a standardization of communication between blockchains or networks, as I say with air quotes, you guys can't see me, but ho- hopefully that answers your question. So yeah, no, that make that makes way more sense, and it it makes you think that like okay, that you have this stack basically, and the yes. smart contract is just a part of that stack, and all of the pieces of the stack, protocol, smart contracts, what have you, make up what is the IBC and what it's able to do, depending yeah, on the configuration. It actually doesn't even require smart contracts, which is what's so impressive in my opinion about it, and I, I'll bet Rama can. S- speak more to this, but um, it doesn't require smart contracts whatsoever. It, it's about a protocol and communication between chains, which is why the Cosmos system that, uh, or I should say the interchain uh, security that that uh, Adam is releasing or has released and is only going to improve on, I would imagine, is so incredible is it's the communication between chains as a protocol, not just a, you hear, you hear layer one, layer two, maybe even layer three, which would be silly, but you get my point. It's Cosmos is, is doing what Ethereum set out to do. And the idea of Bitcoin way back when they've already accomplished this and now they're improving on it with interchain security adding expanded functionality beyond just being able to send and receive tokens, basically. Absolutely. I, I can execute uh, uh, from the Vidulum blockchain, as an example, I can execute a command to the Osmosis or to the um, Atom or Cosmos Hub, whichever you'd prefer to call it, blockchain through IBC communication, as long as those validators validate or confirm that my actions or my request is valid. And they can do that because they're connected directly to our blockchain, or I could name 
50 other, you know, SIF chain, Juno, I can go down the list. It's a, it's a connection protocol, exactly the same or very similar, I should say, to TCP, EDP, uh, the baseline to the World Wide Web that we experience today. Yeah, so maybe what might help is I'll kind of take a, a step back and those who are familiar with the Cosmos might understand this quite well. Uh, there's kind of multiple layers. And I, I bring back to one point uh, that you just mentioned there, Corey, towards the end. So um, essentially everything's built on the Cosmos SDK, which is the, the framework in which um, all chains are built on. And there's multiple versions of that, just like you have multiple versions of Windows or uh, Mac, et cetera. And that gets iterated upon and new features and bugs, et cetera, get fixed. Um, that software is quite rigorously tested and reviewed across all chains because all chains use that software. So you've got you know hundreds of developers and, and you know 50 plus chains that are looking to use the new version of it. So they will review it, provide feedback, get bug fixes, upstream bug, bug fixes um, to the, the Interchain Foundation um, who uh, manage that, a part of the Interchain Foundation who man, ma- manage that, sorry. Um, you then have uh, IBC, which is the protocol in which the chains communicate with each other. Uh, and that's super secure. It's software. Uh, it so, has a version uh, number as well. Rama, so, uh, sorry, I have some questions here before before you like go too far. I, I want to ask. So. I have like this concern in, in, in my head, right? And it's it's just a concern because I don't I don't know how it works. Um how much of a blockchain in this case, like uh I don't know, we can talk about any any blockchain too, not just cosmos, but how much of a blockchain is um like do they live in, in, in a in a server and uh how much of that is like I don't know. Can a, can a blockchain go down because of like uh, energy outage? Yeah, so um, that's all reliant upon the validators. Uh, and I think uh, on Cosmos as an example, I'm pretty sure it's 175. Please yes. correct me if I'm wrong. 175. Yeah, right. 175. So that's uh, essentially you have, there should be 175 independent people or businesses validating the Cosmos chain. There are a couple of validators who have multiple. Let's ignore those for now. But let's say there's 170, just for argument's sake, 170 independent computers who are validating and securing the Cosmos chain. Um, there is uh, an issue at the moment where we have, uh, where we're trying to decentralize validating because a lot of people like to use cloud or hosted solutions like AWS or or Hetzner or you know Google or uh, Azure uh, to host those servers. That obviously is a concern in a decentralized world. Um, there is uh, a thing called like the, the bare metal alliance or like validators who own their infrastructure and have that in their house or an office building. Uh, that's a lot more secure, has elements of risk, obviously, because those things are you know far less uh, highly available. And, uh, uh, are, are, are we speaking of, of like a server? Is this like a, ser- like a machine? You, you can run it on like a pretty high powered home computer. Uh, is how I would describe it, right? Like if you have a highly powered gaming computer, like an i9 processor, like, I don't know, 60 gig of RAM, terabyte SSD, that's fast. As an example, you could run a, a node on that pretty comfortably. Is it really, so long is as- it more specs on that or is it more bandwidth that you have you to be concerned with? Need 
you'd need a good internet connection, not from bandwidth, but from mainly from latency is my understanding. So you do need to have like pretty good RAM and, and storage um, because uh, a lot of it is processing. Um, but like uh, Notional is an example. Uh, they run like all of their stuff primarily out of their office. Like they have these little nodes that are like no bigger than like uh, a laptop computer, but like three inches high, right? That's how they run most of their, their validating operations across like major chains like Osmo, Juno, et cetera. Um, they, they use those. Uh, and anyone can do that for like, I don't know, a couple of grand. Uh, you don't and I that, feel like, like a lot forward. of that too, it's not just being able to set up like a puck out of the box. Like you need to know the chain you're validating on and what kind of like chipsets and whatnot work best with that chain, right? Uh, I, I think, yeah, th- there's an element of that. I don't think that's too common though, right? Like I think that's only on like secret currently. Yeah, it's got a pretty specific chipset usage. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, for the most part, you can spin up a server uh, that's like, reasonably power powered notional has given examples of this they've got like a a wish list that you can grab and like spin up a node in your house for like less than two grand uh as long as you know what you're doing from a validator perspective you get the delegations away you go uh and you know make sure you've got a decent home connection uh have a ups so then if you lose power like the node stays on for a while have a backup internet connection like a a four or five g or like a a wireless uh, alternative to fiber and you'll be fine um uh, and and where does, for example, Akash come in about decentralization? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so I think Akash is quite unique, and it's still young in its adoption, in in my eyes. Um, Akash for me is like a layer on top of something like your AWS, where you can go in and they they you know uh, cloud providers put in bids essentially. Um, for your compute power. Um, I, I still think that it's... An, it, ultimately, you're relying on the underlying infrastructure to, to power your validator, and that's not highly available. So if the underlying compute power behind a cache goes down, then, then your node goes down. Um, they are working on that, though, is my understanding, to make it so it can be... Yeah, jump in any time. No, I'm saying shots. Shots fired. Akash, not just kidding, bro. No, they are. So that means, like, technically, if you have a chain and all of the validators just took the easy way out and popped up AWS validators, if Amazon has an issue and it hits that set, like, that will cause the chain to go down, right? And that's what we have these conversations about people needing to get away from everyone just trying to be profitable in validating and take the easy way out and just propping up these, you know, these out of the box like, a- so, Amazon so an example, like AWS and Azure aren't cheap. Uh, I think the big concern at the moment is something like the Hetzner network that's spun yes. up, I think it's out of Germany. It's super cheap to run validators and, and RPC nodes, et cetera. Uh, like super, super cheap, like a tenth of the cost. What is that? Uh, so what's what that, we see that is... Hetzner thing, what is that? Hetzner, it's basically like an Azure or an AWS, but like cheaper. Uh, but if, but if, the market. if I may interject, it, that doesn't mean people listening to this call should all of a sudden switch their validation um, assets <laughs> to that network. I, I'm being serious. I, no, it, it's important legit, not it's to a, centralize, which is, I think, what yeah. do Rama is saying. Yeah. So what the problem that we're seeing now is that uh, everyone was like this. Hetzner was this hidden thing and this little secret that 
you know, a bunch of validators used and they were like, cool, this is good. We can run our LPC nodes on here. We can run our validators on here. And now what we're seeing is like newer chains. Uh, and I think Kajiro is an example of this. Um, please, again, correct me if I'm wrong here, but like there was a, a graph posted the other day of like Kajiro, it was like over 65 or 70% of the network is running on Hetzner. So like, that's an Oh, issue. baby, don't that's FUD my bags. Don't FUD my no, bags like no, that, no, baby. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> a, you, you, lose, chain, you lose a blockchain, they, right? They'll be okay. They'll decentralize yeah. most likely. They, they're, yeah. They have a good and team. And it's just about raising, yeah, it's about raising awareness, right? And being like, hey, like we have an issue with AWS. Can we move some stuff over to another one? Hey, we have an issue with Hetzner. Can we move some stuff over? And just making sure that we balance it out so then we don't have like a, a 60% on one particular hosting solution. Um, ideally, we want to get back to like, people owning infrastructure and like having that stuff in your house as best as you can, or at least raising awareness and splitting it across the cloud solutions. So then if one of those has an issue, we don't lose blockchains. And then because that means that if you, you know, do everything at home, I guess you would call that like the organic or like the most organic way kind of. Correct. Uh, I think the, the issue most people have with that is that like most people's homes don't have like UPSs and, you know, battery backups and maybe not the best bandwidth or, right. or shoddy internet. Like who has an office as like a, a validator or a developer team in, right. like, you know, imagine, imagine owning an office in New York as an example, right? Unless you're like, Corey. Hey. Corey's got the whole vigilum. <laughs> validator set in his closet <laughs> this isn't this call isn't about me and this is about everybody else it's what makes the networks right yeah and exactly, it's kind of exactly. Balance, right and and uh i think the the most recent discussion is trying to find a balance of validators so um i want to get back to my original topic hopefully soon but like if we look across like 30 plus um chains uh, see how many validators of familiar names across all of those chains, right? They all run like similar practices, similar hosting environments. Uh, and I think the, the key is like, it's good to have experienced people across these chains, but then we also need to try and incentivize the kind of newer people who, you know, just want to come in because they have a real passion for a particular chain. And then we well, that's how we got into that yeah. conversation about like how do validators differentiate themselves if if you can't do like lotteries and giveaways and other kind of you know less savory marketing practices like that like how do you as a validator aside from saying all right I'm not using Amazon I'm using bare metal that's that's cool that's a check in the yes box but then beyond that like how do you differentiate yourself and get those those stakers over to you exactly right and then it comes down to like uh do you have like a social media presence do you have something unique that you bring to that particular chain or uh ecosystem that uh warrants validation right uh if i was to use myself as an example if i was to spin up a validator on say juno and osmo i would struggle to get about uh, delegations i know i would get some but it's like would there be a point in rama who does like some on-chain analytics and a bit of research is there any point in me spinning up a validator and being like, Hey guys, come and delegate to me because I do some stuff like, so is that where we hear when people are like, Oh, it, it costs $250,000 to spin up a validator. What they're really mean no, 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 no. is a that chain, it costs that much to, well, no, I thought people were saying validator, but I think now that I think about it, it was in regards to getting in the active set and, 
producing blocks and rewards, right? Well, like if we like, use, so let's use Juno for an example, right? If I go to Juno, I'll just quickly switch. I'm just opening up. Keep talking. I'll, I'll, I'll open up the, the validators on Juno. On well, I got a question talk. for Hero while you're doing that. Uh, it sounds like Hero, when validator, bro? <laughs> Finn, um, DM me, bro. I got you. <laughs> I love it. A hero validator. It just seemed uh, so, interesting that all of a sudden you showed a pretty big interest in in this. No, so that, that's where my mind went, is that maybe no, you guys are possibly spinning no, up one. No, <laughs> Dropping honestly, alpha. Honestly, no, not at all. Um, I, I, correct me, or, or I don't know, like, I changed my mind, but I actually, I don't know, like, uh, I don't want to bring, like, more, Number one, I don't know how to do it, right? Like, I could partner up with someone. But two, um, I don't even want to, like, like compete with, like, validators. I know some validators struggle uh, to, to stay afloat, you know? I know validating isn't really easy. Um, so, if anything, I'm trying to help. So, if anyone's... And you know it's, on, like... It's getting rough out there when you start seeing like the sob Twitter posts like, oh, no, I'm about to drop out of the active set. You guys like come help yeah. me feed me familia, sir. And that's, it's, it's really got hard. 40 slots yeah. left. So come on. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, hey, man, watch yourself, Corey. Maybe I will just come and spin up a validator. Over there. I know we we try. Oh, shit. Hide your wallets. Our best to, be, to be the to, to be the secret in the space. But uh but the reality is, is I'm being told by my, by my PR team, it's time to start reaching out. So, you know, if you guys decide to check it out, check it out. But that's not what I'm here for today. I'm not here for Vidulum. I'm here for uh, consensus discussion about uh, the Cosmos ecosystem. Because when we switched from proof of stake to the Cosmos SDK, it, it changed everything for our uh community and and it supported even even more so what our vision was so uh the the reality for me is is if you guys can support the validators that are doing a good job on whatever project it, it is insert name here it doesn't it doesn't matter there's so many of them now i mean it's insane and and a year from now we're going to be laughing because there's going to be so many we couldn't even name them like the states in the United States. If somebody said name all fifty states, that ain't going to happen. You know, e even though some of us may be from the states, it's 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 insane how fast it's, it's growing. So Rarma, name all the blockchains in the IBC. Real. Go for real. <laughs> and, then yeah. I'll, and I'll throw yeah. down like that's insane. I couldn't even do it myself, and I, I live and breathe this every all right. day. I, got you. I, I couldn't. Here we go. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's no chance i get all 50 i reckon i'd get a decent amount of them um and i so i definitely what feel what hero was saying about that like when terra spaces was getting going a bunch of people for probably like a month and a half kept approaching me and being like when are you gonna spin up a validator when are you gonna like start doing a validator and i was like man i don't know anything about that I don't have time to learn about that. And I don't want to like just add to the noise, you know, and just like take the easy way out and just spend a bunch of money on a out of the box solution when there's tons of other people that are doing this way better than I ever could. And, and like, you just got to know what you're good at, you know, and, and help out there. Careful guys. Um, uh, I think Satoshi Nakamoto for... has joined the chat. 
It's a face. It's a fake Satoshi. I know who it is. You cheat. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> Satoshi, they're talking smack, man. Just kidding. Um, so that's crazy, bro, bro. So two chains, simply. I mean, I guess not simply, but in my mind, uh, in world, simply for the uh, for security, right? Yeah, so uh, IBC is literally a protocol. Like they, it's secure. It's software. It has version numbers like the SDK. It's very rigorously tested before it gets versioned and increased uh, by hundreds of developers, uh, and that's why it's so secure. And then final thought: What would be, um, or what is, I guess, the the mission of a blockchain? Right? <clears throat> what would you say at, at its core of every single blockchain? Like I don't know development and team and project out there what really is their mission on launching a blockchain uh ultimately like to have as much state assets as possible because that makes the chain more secure right no but i mean that's like bringing utility to the world kind of i think it's more of a chain right yeah it's it's more of the ability to take back certain powers and freedoms that we have kind of slowly over time given up for the car or, or for, for the sake of convenience, I guess. Uh, and a lot of that stuff has like this huge downside attached to it, you know, like the power to just shut your account off just like that, freeze your assets. Like I think, it, it, you know, I hate exactly. to be cliche, but what Doe was saying when we first got into this back in November about, you know, decentralized money and a system economy and now like you know a suite of applications that just put the power back to the hands of the people piece by piece because if you do it too fast they attack you and they kick you right in the dick yeah and And that sucks one more part that i wanted to talk about with ibc i think Corey mentioned it briefly uh around the transfer between chains uh ibc is the protocol um then there is an extra uh, piece that's missing, which is the relaying uh, of the, the communications between the chain, which is like an unsung hero uh, of the IBC. Without, uh, and it's not always just validators, but you know, it's mostly validators who relay. It's a cost to those particular validators. What is, what is relaying, actually, Rama, for the ones that don't yeah, know what so that means? They're the people who actually uh, run those transactions cross-chain. So they are the people who confirm the transaction between the chains. Uh, and there's only like a handful of relayers generally per chain. And uh, it costs them money. And like generally uh, until recently, it's been like an unsung uh, thing that people just do because people want to be able to transfer between chains. Uh, and uh, it's, it's integral. Without relayers, you don't actually have IBC. Like the protocol just sits there and nothing happens. Yeah, I I hate to use the term, you know, bridge. That's not I don't, but that's the reality. Is we even Vidulum ourselves or other chains, we all rely on these relayer operators, and we run a couple ourselves. But we have a couple third parties that are trusted per Sunny from Osmo and so on. You know, we rely on them to make sure that these communications or these protocol communications from our blockchain or to our blockchain successfully communicate between osmosis or 
uh, Atom or Cosmos blockchains and so on. So without them, we, you know, we don't have those connections. They, they are, they are effectively the AWS or Volter or, you know, Ocean, whatever you want to call them. They're the interconnection between the, the networks that we've established ourselves to allow communication between us so that we can uh, do what we need to do and they can do what they need to do on their blockchains and, and work together. It, it's, it's so critical. W- without IBC, the Cosmos ecosystem wouldn't be what it is today. And, and the people that are relaying those communications or those packets of data between the various chains are, he's right. He's right. He's exactly right. They're unsung heroes. I, I couldn't have worded that better myself. A hero. Okay, now I'm chilling. Just kidding. Um, thank you so much for <clears throat> that input, guys. Thank you so much for you know a lot of breaking down <clears throat> Cosmos, IBC. Um, now I know that it's two chains. Look at that. You know, I knew about the. Uh, well, I knew about the yeah the transactions not being the true tokens, but I didn't understand a lot of the behind. So thank you for for breaking it down for us. Um, seems like I have a speaker, Riley Edmonds. Riley's just connecting for me again, so I don't have to leave and come back. Okay, gotcha. Hey, folks. Just wanted to clarify one point about IBC. The, the real innovation is that the trust is no longer in the hands of the relayers. If you think about bridges that have been hacked in the last few years across ETH to other non-IBC-enabled chains, the, the main issue is that a multi-sig controls the transfer of assets between two chains. The real innovation of IBC is that the relayers really have no power. They're mainly just transferring packets from chain A to chain B, but those packets are proven by the validators on the two chains. Uh, and that means that the security lies in the hands of the validator set on chain A and chain B which is the, really? the, the real innovation. And that's enabled by, by light clients on chain, uh, on chain A and chain B. You, I got a question for Riley, because I don't think I know this. Um, how long does it take for the funds to return to your wallet in case like a relayer fails to confirm the header? Like how, how, how much time does it take? Yeah, it's a good, or it's a good question. So it depends on what type of IBC transfer you're doing. For the, the basic... ICS20 transfer, which is what most uh, IBC-enabled chains do today. For example, if you move funds onto Osmosis to trade, you're using what's called ICS20, which is just a transfer channel. Um, the packets for those transfers have a timeout parameter, and it's typically set uh, depending on the chain to something pretty short. So it times out in like 10, 20 seconds. Um, if it fails to go across, uh, it gets sent back to the chain that had issued the packet, and some logic is uh, processed there to handle the failure. That's another sweet thing about IBC that we take for granted, guys. Like, let's just say that you are sending tokens from chain A to chain B, and something happens, right? Relayer doesn't confirm the transaction. You don't have to worry about contacting any support, it automatically just gets, you know, put back in your calendar as exactly. you can say i could not agree more 
Uh, I think Little Gains uh, meant to say you don't have to reach out to a finance support. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't got to call Vitalik and say, hey, dude, <laughs> I sent my, my tokens here and they're not here. I want them um, Side story, uh, my best friend uh, locked, I think it was like, I actually don't know how much uh, Matic he locked, but he locked Matic back when it was, you know, worth nothing. And it's one of those stories that has a a, a very beautiful ending. Um, he ends up like pretty much like racking one hundred thousand dollars. That's how much value his uh, Matic had accrued. Um, and uh, within you know the time frame that it was stuck, he reached out to Binance, and through a friend of a friend, right? Like they were able to reply because they they did take a while. And yeah, he pretty much sold it at the peak, bought his, uh, his, well, his fiance at the time. Uh, I think it was like a $10,000, like diamond ring. And I don't know what he did with the rest, but, um, yeah, crazy. Um, Mr. Riley Edmonds, I see, uh, welcome in, sir. Uh, it's the first time we see you around here. Um, I see your uh, profile here. It says building stride zone. Multi-chain liquidity staking for Cosmos. Um, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, sure. I'm uh, one of the founders of a project that's building a liquid staking solution for the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, so break it down for us. Uh, what What is liquid uh, staking? Is this uh, normal staking? Uh, how, it, how does it differ from the staking that, that we know of? Yeah, of course. So today on Cosmos, you make a trade-off between staking your assets and participating in DeFi. Today, DeFi on Cosmos is, is pretty small. All you can really do is LP and Osmosis pool. There are lending protocols coming, but they're not really live yet. A few other things. Uh, but but mainly the, the real DeFi yield you can earn is through LPing pools on Osmosis. Um, but what ends up happening is because the yields are so high for a lot of these L1 Cosmos chains, folks end up staking their tokens to earn that yield. And for that reason, not much capital is available to, to go into DeFi. But if you think about what you're actually putting at risk by staking your tokens, it's only really a 5 or 10% potential slash if your validator uh, that you're delegating to double signs or god forbid gets tombstoned very uh, rare yeah very very rare so so really from a economic point of view it's a very capital inefficient setup whereby 90 percent of the money you've staked is sitting around fairly idle um so so the idea behind liquid staking is i'll give you a voucher for that uh capital that you staked and then you can go use the voucher in DeFi. so now you can collect both the staking yield and you can plug into DeFi. And the end result is that the stake rate across Cosmos could go up dramatically, which would increase the security of these chains. And at the same time, you'd have a lot more capital available to incentivize the creation of new DeFi protocols like lending. So essentially, like we stake our atoms, as an example, say I have 100 atom, and I liquid stake it through Stride. And you will give me a hundred ST atom that I can then go and do whatever I want with within DeFi, right? So I can I'm basically double using my assets by liquid staking it. Kind of like Anchor Protocol. Well, well said. 
Yeah, so this exists on some other chains. The, the big elephant in the room is uh, Lido on Ethereum. They do this with ETH. Uh, you lock up your ETH, they give you uh, ST ETH, and you earn the staking yield for Ethereum. Uh, and then you can go deploy that ST ETH on Aave or on any other DeFi um, platform on Ethereum. Uh, but the I think like yeah, go ahead. Uh, Adam is a great example of like where this can be heavily utilized, right? Because the the APR, the inflation, is super low. It's like sixteen percent, and it's decreasing as more gets staked. So like having your Atom locked and staked provides little value unless you hold a lot of it. So like for a little uh, grasshopper uh, bag like mine in Atom, uh, you know, liquid staking it is probably highly valuable because then I can then go and chuck it in like a an ST Adam and a ST Juno pool as an example. And then I can like get decent uh, returns on, you know, my Adam uh, and my Juno as an example. So, um, and is this the same super liquid staking that osmosis provides or similar? So it's, it's similar, yeah. uh, but in some ways it's the reverse with super fluid staking. Your base position is the LP pool. So what that means is you start with Adam and say Juno, sis, and then uh, Sunny and the team allow you to take out roughly sixty percent of what you've LP'd and stake it. Uh, but staking is kind of the end game there. Whereas with liquid staking, the first thing you do is stake. Then we liquefy that position, give you the voucher, and you can do whatever you want with the voucher. So you're not limited to LPing with it. You could go uh, borrow yeah. against it or sell so, it. Gotcha. So super fluid staking, which is the thing that Osmosis does, is basically what they're saying is your Osmosis position within that pool, you can stake it with a validator and be part of the LP to get part of the returns on like the, the 50% of the Osmo part, you can stake, get the returns on that plus a bonus from the pool and the other half of whatever coin you choose, you then uh, chuck in to be part of that pool and you get the external incentives of whatever pool you choose. Whereas liquid staking, you stake it, you get one-to-one return on the staked asset that you can then go and do whatever you want with that's available on that particular uh, protocol. Uh, I, I, I get it now. Um, it also sounds a lot like the, the voucher thing sounds a lot like anchor where you'd kind of deposit your anchor and then you could withdraw, um, you know, like, uh, a, uh, an X, um, uh, sort of like a token that essentially you could, you know, swap for, um, UST or any, any other token and yeah, either go spend it or, um, restake, you know, uh, multiply your gains. Why, why, why Cosmos? Um, any particular reason why building on Cosmos? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. There are a few types of liquid staking protocols. The majority of those that exist today are built as smart contracts. That's how Lido does it on ETH. That's how Marinade does it on Solana, so forth. Uh, most most protocols build it this way. Uh, that's how Lido did it on Terra, actually, as well. Um, but most Cosmos chains don't have smart contracts, so that approach doesn't work. And uh, you have this added benefit in Cosmos of IBC. 
which allows you to build liquid staking in a pretty unique way where the liquid staking protocol is an L1 chain itself, and it talks to all the other chains using IBC. And in particular, it uses interchain accounts and interchain queries, which are kind of two of the newer approaches to inner blockchain communication. They allow you to read values on different zones and issue commands to accounts on different zones. That's a lot of info there. Um... But pretty simple, so um, got you. I was looking at Lido right now, too. Um, yeah, they got everything. Ethereum, Solana, Polkadot, Polygon. Um, that's it. That's, that's, that's all I have for right now, guys. You guys filled up the brain. I'm like, uh, what about... Okay, I got one more we question. We didn't even get what, to Cosmosm. Yeah, the- that's where I was going, bro. So when, when, when you guys talk about... So, okay, let me take a few steps back one what exactly do you guys mean with you know so there's no smart contracts obviously there's smart smart contracts but there's you're saying there's no smart contracts on cosmos itself but then to build on top of cosmos you need smart contracts in this scenario that's where uh cosmosm it jumps in yeah so i think it was prop 69 haha we're all adults um was to put cosmosm on the hub that was quite a large debate uh, and the end result was that no no one wanted uh adam or cosmos to have cosmosm on it um because it's not even version one yet as far as i'm aware it's still like in sub versions it's still being developed it's only i think yeah, like a year security. and a year old yeah, yeah. so uh, especially with our interchain security coming right, everyone was like, hey, that's not a great idea. Let's not do that. Um, but Cosmosm essentially is just part of the stack. So Juno, um, Hua, uh, I'm sure there's other chains, uh, Secret uh, are all running Cosmosm, which enables you to run smart contracts. Uh, Osmo, sorry, we've got Osmo, is running Cosmosm, which enables you to run smart contracts. Some of them allow permissionless. Um, Juno, Hua, uh, and others are permissioned, Osmo and Secret. Um, uh, and essentially it's developed on the IBC or SDK, Cosmos SDK. So you can bolt it on as an add-on to enable smart contracts. So optionally, when you build your chain, you can bolt that on top to enable more features, more functionality, uh, however you want. Gotcha. Feel um, free to add to that, but yeah, that's like the TLD. I was going to say, and higher risk because it's still new tech. It, it, not to say that the chains that are doing it are wrong. Uh, I set them to a higher esteem as a developer myself, but like, let's look at Juno, let's look at Luna, let's look at the chains that are doing Cosmosm. It's, it's, it's still a developing technology. That doesn't mean those are bad uh, tokens or chains or teams to focus on, in my opinion, my personal opinion. but. It, it it's still new tech, but in saying it's new tech, it's I would say leaps and bounds in my personal opinion beyond smart contracts on the Ethereum blockchain or the EVM. It's it's a whole nother level when you mix in uh, IBC and uh, interchain security, and we could just go down the whole list. Interchain but, accounts and yes, like all that yeah. stuff. Like when we start to finally, like remember, this is like 
all of this is only a couple of years old. So like we're just starting to get to the really user mass adoption stage where we've got interchain accounts, where we'll be able to seamlessly swap between chains without having to do the deposit withdrawal part of IBC. Um, having Cosm Wasm enabled chains where we have Cosm Wasm relayers so you can execute smart contracts across chain, like all that stuff's just coming now that's going to really, really drive that user adoption in my eyes. It's, and I'm not shilling here like this stuff is, is big and it's only just been kind of developed in the last couple of months uh, and we'll see it on chain very soon. It's really cool. No, I agree. I could not agree more. Like the the question that all of us, devs or interested individuals or businesses or whatnot, need to ask ourselves is the time to engage is that before, during, or after the technology succeeds, fails, or fumbles. You know, we we could use a handful of chains as an example, but the the point is is th- this is new. It's it's a version of what exists already on the EVM, but it's it's new. Being able to quickly interconnect. If you look at how the Cosmos ecosystem has exploded in the last you know twenty four months, which is giving it excess, I would say twelve months is. It's incredible. So whether Cosmwasm, which is the smart contract side of it, or not, is included in individual chains, it's. It, I would say, in my personal opinion, it's a good place to be in the crypto space, blockchain space. So right now, I'm uh, I'm I'm talking to someone who teaches uh, Rust and Cosmwasm, and they're saying, so, okay, so I have a question, I guess, uh, and then I, I, got, I got a lot of questions. So the first one is, is, is pre- previous to Cosmwasm, was everything built on Rust um, on Cosmos? Is that, was that the language that was mainly used? Or? So it's, it's all mostly built in Golang. If you look at the Cosmos SDK, it's it's currently built in Golang, which is language that came out of Google. It's it's mainly uh, designed as a somewhat easy to write, hard to break language. It's very verbose. You have to write a ton of error catching logic um, to make sure that nothing is nothing can break. It's essentially uh, language designed to allow 22 and 23 year old software engineers to go to Google to crank out a bunch of code without writing bugs, which is pretty funny. But it wow. works well for for blockchains, um, and that's that's what the Cosmos SDK is built on. And the way it works is it has what's called modules, um, and each independent piece of the blockchain is a module. So, for example, there's a staking module which handles the validators. There's a mint module that handles creating new coins. There's a bank module that sends coins around. Um, and uh, Cosmosm itself um, is a module. IBC is a module. Um, but then if you write a smart contract in Cosmosm, that's written in Rust, and it, it's compiled down to bytecode that runs um, on the SDK through what's called the ABCI. But 
short answer is it's mostly Golang. Interesting. I thought uh, I thought it was uh, Rust, but um, mainly smart contracts on Rust. Um, gotcha. I mean, and then Cosmosm, of course. Um, so this teacher that's teaching Rust, well, you see, they're, they're kind of teaching Cosmosm, but of course they're teaching Rust as well. Uh, they're like this guy is like he's so funny. <laughs> um. I just I barely picked up like I I just submitted my first like printf uh uh you know C language like uh code on from like the Harvard's like CS uh, fifty that by the way by the way if anyone wants to learn this teacher that I'm uh, speaking about here he's teaching for free okay so but the only catch is that he's he he wants to teach right now so if anyone wants to learn Rust um. Uh, this is where I'm going. So he he's saying that Rust, he's saying that the book has like 600 pages, but you only need 50 to know, um, to know how to co- uh, develop on Cosmosm. So does anyone know if that is a fact? And then number two, um, yeah, but let's answer number one. Is that is is that true? Like, or or should I uh, like learn the whole Rust book to to I guess to build on on Cosmos? I, I guess that's the end goal. For, yeah, no. So Riley said it best. The if I can interject, the the Cosmosm uh, code base is is specifically Go. I mean, you can write it in Rust. It, I think there's a handful of of ports that are available for Rust, but it's natively written in Golang, so you would you would want to you would want to learn it in Golang. It, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Riley. Uh, so the smart contracts in the hub are in Rust, and then the modules and the like, core um, SDK functionality is in Go. Okay, I have a, a, a more of a, of a accurate question here. So. So this is an NFT project, by the way, guys. You guys are in a space of an NFT project. Uh, but, you know, I, I do like a lot of things. Um, I just joined the Interchain FM um, as a co-host. You guys know, you know, Chango. And she's just a badass. So I'm like, I'm trying to like catch up over here, like kind of, right? So um, for, for this NFT project, there is a lot of community. Uh, maybe uh users who know about nfts they know a little bit about the chain but they don't know uh well you know i i guess there's knowledge of different sizes but i would say that mostly don't know as much as i guess as you guys do so now we're you know we're we're diving deep into cosmos we're diving deep into how things work <clears throat> and if I if I want to launch a protocol that is essentially like a marketing protocol where, um, I don't know, let's say in the case of uh, Stride Zone, right? Um, we lock in a, a marketing contract with Stride. Let's say it's, uh, I don't know, Tony K. And we throw that into a pool. Um, and this pool is it's kind of like a claiming pool where... We, we would pretty much vet like individuals who are like like real users in the space 
And I'm not sure if you're familiar with how Osmosis did their first like airdrop. Um, it, you know, you got to follow four steps uh, to claim the airdrop. And so we would do the same for their portion of, uh, I guess you can call it airdrop. Um, so to build something like this, what do I require? You know, we're talking only smart contracts, uh, Cosmosm. Sorry to throw the open question there, but so essentially, um, it, we, yeah, I guess I'm just trying to ask like how much of, of uh, Rust or Cosmosm or even, yeah, I, I, how much of that I need to learn. Because at this point, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like I need to learn Golang. Although it'd be beneficial, but if I want to build something, like some smart contracts, I'll be good with Rust and Cosmosm, yeah? Yeah, I'm not a dev, so I'm not going to, well, I'm not a blockchain uh, IBC dev, so I'm not going to jump in and comment here, but uh, I would say that you need a fundamental understanding of how uh, development languages work, like one of them, right? So uh, pick one, like uh, basic CS, HTML, JavaScript. If you understand one of those fundamentally, then you can easily pick up the other languages because all it's different essentially is like parts of the language and the structure from my understanding. So if you have a good fundamental understanding of that, then you can kind of learn uh, in addition to that to kind of expand within crypto and IBC uh, and then basically pick your poison. Like I know that there's, uh, there's Rust devs, uh, there's Go devs. Uh, it's, you know, across all of the IBC, there's different uh, different people using different languages to develop different things, and uh, you know, pick your chain, pick your uh, pick your poison on what you want to develop, essentially, and then go with it, right? Like there's people that are doing like Go relayers and all sorts of stuff. Like it never stops. Like people are always innovating and developing new things. So uh, I think if you pick one and stick with it and become really good at it, there's an opportunity for you. In South. Yeah, there's a difference between being able to make it work and uh, being able to support it long term. So, like like uh, Rama said, uh, apologize if I butcher your name, but now you you, you you can you can make it work. There's a lot of documentation out there that can that can make it work. Um, a lot of people can follow documentation and make it work. But it, like he said, understanding the underlying tech is critical if you're launching something that's a, that you and or others consider a store of value. It's important to understand for those people that launch something like that, understand the underlying tech um, because, you know, it, it, it's, it's your product, even though you're forking or, or using tech that exists, it's, it's your product. So understanding it's critical but you're right if you're going smart contract side yeah rust is you you got to understand that the the building especially with cosmos sdk is pretty much all self-contained um but yeah understanding on underlying tech is critical if you're launching something that's considered a store of value and or uh you know a technological release like smart contracts and things like that yeah i'm 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 like so you know new to this i'm barely scraping like you know ground here but even scraping ground feels good because it's like 
every day you're a step ahead and and you know and you you're aware of that um so yeah thank you rama why when dev bro uh yeah so like my current job um a, like a lead solution consultant for like a software company but i mainly deal in like javascript uh but like mainly project management side of things i'm not so much like a hardcore dev at the moment so the transition from like what i do now into like if i was to work in crypto is like different like i don't think i'd come in as like a dev uh like i'm i'm like 33 turning 34 i'm I'm an old i'm an old man now i think my coding days are well what <laughs> what are you what are you talking about uh, yeah. uh from what, a dev what? yeah and hey man there's like, there's an age thing now man i was yeah, gonna say wait a second i'm in my mid-30s <laughs> and i'm still deving am i doing something wrong uh, well i haven't i haven't really like hardcore coded for like i don't know four three four years now i think like i just do basic stuff now i mainly uh mainly lead projects from you know sales into development uh and you know go live type thing and manage teams who do the dev work so i understand it i'd need to obviously jump in and like learn new languages uh but for me like you know i, I have a pretty pretty demanding job i got a wife and a two-year-old daughter uh, and then do this crypto stuff as like a, a side hobby type thing so um yeah you know, Figuring out like if or how I would transition into crypto is a, a big thing when you've got um, responsibilities uh, and like mortgages and bills and shit. So hey, you never know. We'll uh, we'll see what happens. But at the moment, I, I just enjoy what I do and I spend what time I can and what I want to. Like I'm on holidays at the moment. I'm just in here in the spaces. Like I was running around with uh, with my daughter playing uh, chases while we're in here. Not she's a, ago, so. she's the cutest, by the way. Uh, when every time you're talking and she's like, uh, "How old is she?" She's like uh, barely two or something like that. She's uh, two two and a half. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's like around. <laughs> murmuring like words and like you know doing her own little dialogue. Uh, my sister in law has uh, two. She has two kids. One which is uh, two and a half. She's about to be three, and she takes off just saying like like reading the bible almost and i'm like dude i don't know what you said but they you know they 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 don't they don't shut up but you know like they they continue talking yeah. and it's so funny um yeah, yeah I was gonna say, my, well, actually, mine's for like a my daughter's real. 14 so she'll be uh, and i'm in my mid-30s so you know uh god bless you good luck <laughs> it's a blessing and, and uh it's worth, it's worth it but yeah, it's a it's an experience. So Corey, uh, let's um let's dive into you a little bit, man. So uh, for one, tell me how the the dev life. So so you're building your own product. You're uh you know uh building uh Vidilum. It seems like it's um uh you know this is like the first time I look into it. Um, it's a self custody wallet. Uh, so tell us more about that. But also tell us how that's how the life of a dev dad in the mid thirties, uh, is like, right. Yeah. So I'm not, I appreciate the shout out, but I, I'm not, I'm not here to, to advertise the dual. We're our, uh, our num our number one, most important is to build and, and try and stay under the radar as best as possible. We, we were originally a proof of stake chain, uh, we built off of Zcash with masternode support and uh, Sheesh. Zcash, right? Absolutely, zk wow. was was like our primary uh, focus there, and we we realized that with 
our reward mechanism, which is what our whole wallet, or like you said, self-custody wallet uh, consensus was built around, it wasn't going to last. We, we, we wanted to stay proof of work. We, we find great value in proof of work and still have nothing against it. But uh, once I, as the lead dev, discovered and dug into the Cosmos SDK and what they were developing, it became very clear that was much more in line with our vision as a not just a self-custody wallet, but also a self-custody Discord tip bot, you know, where the the one and only self-custody uh, Discord bot that you you can you can rain or you can tip and it directly goes through your Vidulum wallet. It's not it's not something but I would love to dig in. I, I'm gonna I will go out of my way, I promise Hero, to jump in and and, You're and good, brag bro. about Vidulum. But You're good. but today I just wanted to chill and, and hang with you guys yeah, and no thank and, you bro. Yeah and have opinions. So um we're here to stay. We're we're building. We've got a Vidulum 3.0 is releasing soon. And anybody who wants to check it out, great. That's awesome. If you have questions, please DM me. Our 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 biggest our biggest focus is that is that our customers can our users and customers can reach out directly to the core team. We're here for you guys 24-7 as best as possible. And and I just love chilling with with new faces and that's that's my goal. I've been trying really hard to just meet new people and and uh and and talk too much which is what i do religiously you'll get to know me better i promise welcome brother oh, you're fitting you're fitting around here for sure there's a lot of talkers myself included uh, if i may hero two questions Corey, do you have oh, a yeah. test net we do have a test net yes sir okay do you have instructions on how to set up a node on your chain oh yeah absolutely so uh vidulum.app slash docs will cover you for any mainnet or testnet setups and then of course please don't hesitate to join our discord if you, if you just google vidulum you'll you'll run right into our main page and join up and just dm me and and i'll take care of you with whatever i can right. answer i'll uh i'll see you on sunday then on testnet all right i'm gonna cause some havoc expect the chain hold hey or let's, chill, chill. let's do it chill daddy no, he, he knows I'm joking, man. He knows I'm joking. No, guys, uh, thanks, thanks for hanging out. You know, thanks for hanging out. This, this was the purpose of uh, just took a random space just to hang out. Um, I love it. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not a dev, nor am I a dad, but I'm wanting to be both. That's why I asked about how you, you know, manage the life of, yeah you know raising kids and 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 working full time on on your dream so are you guys going to be in cosmoverse in colombia anyone uh riley anyone i wish no i will not be there i'm sorry yeah see you there <laughs> riley said yes uh no worries um rarma what about you no i'm good i'm gonna finish up uh, hanging out with my family for my holiday and well as you can hear i'll uh i'll be back into the crypto stuff in a couple of days and you'll see me around a lot more cool all righty guys no that's it i know little gains is uh you know he's he's going out there uh and he's you know the, a few of the community are going out there and it's like i don't know it's like 
we're, we're diving go, deep. You gotta I, go, Gene. You gotta go. It's like we're Corey. diving deep. We're building relationships, and it's like ah, uh, it's just one of those <sighs> things where uh, let me think, let me think, uh, let me think about it. Let me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Corey. Quick question: Is uh, Bridget gonna be there? Bridget from the team. Uh, no, so so great question and good job digging. Um, so Bridget's my I'm 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 very happily married, 15 plus years. You know my beautiful wife and kids and and shepherd. So two and a half kids, I guess you could say. But Bridget's my work wife. Uh, Sass is her username, and she's phenomenal. She's been with uh, Vidulum since conception, and. Uh, she's incredible, but no, she, she usually does not travel. Uh, she's got an autoimmune situation where she, she doesn't go to events. I, you know, I was in Austin, I went there to Seattle and checked those places out, but I made friends and networked and such, but she, she settles down very well in, in, uh, Toronto and, and she does anything in that general neck of the woods, but no, she usually doesn't travel, but but online, she's readily available. Again, she's somebody you can reach out to, especially if you say that I referred you or, or that you, you know, you spoke with me in a, in a chat. So she'll, she, she's right there to answer any questions or to be supportive. Fidulum as a whole, yes, we're here as a self-custody wall. If I could go down the list of everything, all of our products and all of that, how we try and stay under the radar. The reality is, is the way we stand apart is, is our customer service. That's our, that's our goal. That's our vision. That's our number one. So if, if anybody here has any questions or anything, you know, it's not reach out to our mods, which are great individuals as a whole, but reach out to us. Just let us know if you have questions. Um, Bridget won't be out visiting places likely, um, but but maybe one day soon if we're lucky. All right, Corey. Well, in case anybody changes their mind, we'll be down there. So you know, just feel free to to ping us and I, pull I, you look, guys up. Save save me a spot in your bed, bro, because uh, I ain't trying to pay extra <laughs> fees for an Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. If if you're coming for sure. Just kidding. Um, all right, guys. I think that's it um i'm gonna go back to i don't know doing a little bit more learning and then probably <laughs> calling it a day um but thank you guys uh little gains thank you for joining rarma um hope you have an amazing you know time with your family out there brother Corey, riley likewise guys there are spaces thank you for hopping in and everyone listening uh it's your boy gene motivating gene on twitter Hasta yeah, la vista. Just quickly, just oh, quickly, go ahead, and big shout out to Terra Spaces, man. This guy's everywhere, yes. recording every spaces. Please support him if you can. Mwah. He's uh, he's doing so much work across uh, the IBC and and even other other areas. So, uh, big shout out to Finn, man. And, big big respect. And, he's always and one w- one way to easily support uh, what Finn is doing is if you go to the uh, Spark IBC uh, Twitter page. They're running a campaign for Finn right now. I actually pinned it here to the top of the the Twitter space. It just takes a few clicks to donate some USDC on Juno and, pin it? uh, pin it? yep. It's, it's pinned to the top. That's the second, second oh, link. Oh, okay. Let me remove that one. All right. Okay. There it is. Oh yeah. And we are teed as well. Um, cool. I'll head out there right now. Thanks for checking out another episode of the ether. That was cosmos rust Cosmwasm, and some jokes hosted by hero NFT recorded on Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. 
For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Rolling down the street in my 6 I never had a 6 A kid can wish, though. I snapped a wishbone and grabbed a fistful. Chilling with the dopey, this a weed is all I wish for. I'm feeling blissful. I got a missus. My ginger always down to ride no matter what the mission. I'm singing this song. Got a couple albums out. We do all right, but it ain't really shit to write home about. Like to feed the fishbowl. Keep my stories mystical. I like my beats. Boom, bap and rap to be lyrical. I'm feeling cynical. Craving a little ritual. Save my place in line while I try to find a miracle. I keep looking and looking and looking, but never find nothing. We've been lied to, thinking this surprise under super secret lies. Motherfucker sneak inside, going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Going dark. Now believe me when I say this shit is do or die. Trying to stay offensive Trespassing here like this land looks expensive Ain't no time like the present Trying to stake a claim Just make sure your claim stays away from all these other claims We're almost kind of running out of land here Living in the day of the dead and it's damn weird Same teams y'all, we just trying to get a bite to eat A little rest saved up, waiting for my time to sleep Head down, middle fingers up, yo I'm wide awake Never hesitate to stay about a hundred miles away Seven time and space while the wrecking ball the place I expect you all to play, running marathons today When the... Sick get sicker and the rich get richer It might be about time to rearrange our dinner Fix the system, the shit, it's all nixed Waking up early, gonna suck today's Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Going dark now, believe me when I say this shit is do or die Totally gonna take care of Angela, man. He's he's great. He's a wonderful lab partner, so it's gonna be cool. We'll keep an eye on her. Why don't you go fuck yourself, you weird little prick? I'm a teacher, okay? You can't talk to me like that, guy. I'm not a student, so I can say whatever the fuck I want. Channel spaces.